Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 293. Rock of ages, truth divine, be thy strength forever mine. Let me rest secure on thee, safe above life's raging sea. Rock of ages, truth divine, be thy strength forever mine. Hymn number 293. will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. Proverbs. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The lip of truth shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. Ephesians. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Henceforth, be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook.
Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 258. Oft to every man and nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth with falsehood for the good or evil side. A great cause, God's new Messiah, shows to each the bloom or blight. So can choice be made by all men twixt the darkness and the light. Hymn number 258.
and welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss the weekly lesson in depth and help one another to better practice this wonderful science that we have been given. Also, we have a Sunday school that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. And many of our Sunday school students participate over the telephone who don't live in the area. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'd be very happy to welcome your, son, your children to our Sunday school. Every Wednesday evening at 8.15, we have a testimony meeting where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. And we are going to have a couple of meetings, special meetings, uh, Thursday, January 26th, that's this coming Thursday, at 8 p.m., there will be uh, the annual meeting of the membership. And if you are a member and you won't be able to attend in person, we, the meeting will be conducted over the teleconference number that we use for the church services. The following Saturday, January 28th, we're going, we will have our next Bible study session. And uh, these Bible study questions are on the website, so go ahead and start preparing. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. That's Saturday, 10 a.m. We have several websites that are full of the finest articles, books, recordings, music that you will find anywhere in the world. And one of the, uh, one of the articles that is being featured on our English language website um, is one I want to recommend entitled, Truth is Formidable by William P. McKenzie. If you ever wonder how powerful just knowing the truth is. Read this article. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Karen from California. Page 405. I am glad to tell how I was healed. Beliefs of consumption, dyspepsia, neuralgia, piles, tobacco, and bad language held me in bondage for many years. Doctors that were consulted did nothing to relieve me, and I constantly grew worse. Nearly two years ago, a lady told me that if I would read a book called Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, I would be healed. I told her I would go into it for all it is worth, and I have found that it is worth all. I got the book and read day and night. <clears throat> I saw that it must be true and believed that what I could not then understand would be made clear later. After some days reading, I was affected with drowsiness, followed by vomiting. <clears throat> this lasted several hours when I fell into a sleep and woke healed. The good I have received 
and that I have been able to do in healing others has all come from science and health. I received some instructions from teachers, but they did more harm than good. I asked for bread, but they gave me a stone. I held to what I could understand of science and health, and the truth does not forsake me, but enables me to heal others. <clears throat> Last February, I was called to treat a child that the MDs said was dying with lung fever. After the third treatment, the child got up and ran about, completely healed. Another child was brought to me with rupture. After the second treatment, the truss was thrown away. An aged lady was healed of heart disease and chills in one treatment. These cases brought me many more that were also healed. The husband of a lady in the state lunatic asylum asked me to treat her. She had been for two years and a half in the asylum, and though taken home in this time once or twice, she had had to be taken back. After two weeks of absent treatment, the husband visited her, and the doctor reported great improvement during the preceding two weeks. At the end of another two weeks, I went with the husband to the asylum, and the doctor told us that she was well enough to go home. The husband asked the doctor how it was that she had improved so rapidly, and he said that he could not account for it. We said nothing about the Christian science treatment and took the lady home. This was about a year ago, and she has remained perfectly well. Many cases as striking as this can be referred to in this town as evidence that <clears throat> truth is the healer of sickness as well as of sin. J. B. H. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 8 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Truth. The golden text is from Exodus. Thou shalt not raise a false report. Put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, in his eyesight. It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler.
Carol will now read. I will read from the Bible. Psalms. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place. In the congregations will I bless the Lord. Exodus. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. <clears throat> James, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Joshua. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. Matthew. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber and a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, 
which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Revelation. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia! For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Truth is always the victor. Sickness and sin fall by their own weight. Truth is the rock of ages, the headstone of the corner. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. 
When false human beliefs learn even a little of their own falsity, they begin to disappear. A knowledge of error and of its operations must precede that understanding of truth which destroys error until the entire mortal material error finally disappears and the eternal verity, man created by and of spirit, is understood and recognized as the true likeness of his maker. In Christian science, there are no discords nor contradictions because its logic is as harmonious as the reasoning of an accurately stated syllogism or of a properly computed sum in arithmetic. Truth is ever truthful and can tolerate no error in premise or conclusion. As light destroys darkness, and in the place of darkness all is light, so in absolute science, soul or God is the only truth giver to man. Not personal intercommunion, but divine law is the communicator of truth, health, and harmony to earth and humanity. Hypocrisy is fatal to religion. A wordy prayer may afford a quiet sense of self-justification, though it makes a sinner a hypocrite. We never need to despair of an honest heart, but there is little hope for those who come only spasmodically face-to-face with their wickedness and then seek to hide it. Their prayers are indexes which do not correspond with their character. They hold secret fellowship with sin, and such externals are spoken of by Jesus as like unto whited sepulchres full of all uncleanness. The accusations of the Pharisees were as self-contradictory as their religion. The bigot, the debauchee, the hypocrite called Jesus a glutton and a wine-bibber. The reputation of Jesus was the very opposite of his character. Why? Because the divine principle and practice of Jesus were misunderstood. The world could not interpret aright the discomfort which Jesus inspired and the spiritual blessings which might flow from such discomfort. Science shows the cause of the shock so often produced by the truth. Namely, that this shock arises from the great distance between the individual and truth. Like Peter, we should weep over the warning instead of denying the truth or mocking the lifelong sacrifice which goodness makes for the destruction of evil. A wrong motive involves defeat. In the science of mind healing, it is imperative to be honest, for victory rests on the side of immutable right. Covering iniquity will prevent prosperity and the ultimate triumph of any cause. Ignorance of the error to be eradicated oftentimes subjects you to its abuse. Expose and denounce the claims of evil and disease in all their forms, but realize no reality in them. A sinner is not reformed merely by assuring him that he cannot be a sinner because there is no sin. To put down the claim of sin, you must detect it, remove the mask, point out the illusion, and thus get the victory over sin, and so prove its unreality. The sick are not healed merely by declaring there is no sickness, but by knowing that there is none. You may know when first truth leads by the fewness 
and faithfulness of its followers. Thus it is that the march of time bears onward freedom's banner. The powers of this world will fight and will command their sentinels not to let truth pass the guard until it subscribes to their systems. But science, heeding not the pointed bayonet, marches on. There is always some tumult, but there is a rallying to truth's standard. The Christianly scientific man reflects the divine law, thus becoming a law unto himself. He does violence to no man, neither is he a false accuser. The Christian scientist wisely shapes his course and is honest and consistent in following the leadings of divine mind. He must prove, through living as well as healing and teaching, that Christ's way is the only one by which mortals are radically saved from sin and sickness. Honesty is spiritual power. Dishonesty is human weakness which forfeits divine help. You uncover sin, not in order to injure, but in order to bless a corporeal man. And a right motive has its reward. Hidden sin is spiritual wickedness in high places. The masquerader in this science thanks God that there is no evil, yet serves evil in the name of good. Babel Self-destroying error, a kingdom divided against itself which cannot stand. Material knowledge. The higher false knowledge builds on the basis of evidence obtained from the five corporeal senses, the more confusion ensues and the more certain is the downfall of its structure. That false claim, that ancient belief, that old serpent whose name is devil, evil, claiming that there is intelligence in matter either to benefit or to injure men, is pure delusion, the red dragon, and it is cast out by Christ's truth, the spiritual idea, and so proved to be powerless. Through trope and metaphor, the revelator, immortal scribe of spirit and of a true idealism, furnishes the mirror in which mortals may see their own image. In significant figures, he depicts the thoughts which he beholds in mortal mind. Thus he rebukes the conceit of sin and foreshadows its doom. With his spiritual strength, he has opened wide the gates of glory and illumined the night of paganism with the sublime grandeur of divine science, outshining sin, sorcery, lust, and hypocrisy. He takes away mitre and scepter. He enthrones pure and undefiled religion and lifts on high only those who have washed their robes white in obedience and suffering. Ages pass, but this leaven of truth is ever at work. It must destroy the entire mass of error and so be eternally glorified in man's spiritual freedom. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 304. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Hymn number 304.
Let's now sing hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize, then heed high heaven's call. Obey the voice of truth, arise, and let not fear enthrall. Hymn number five. the Christian science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all.
Amen.